Earth podcast with your host, Jake Weaver, engineered by Cedric Swan. Everybody, we are back with another episode of Midnight on Earth. I'm your host, Jake Weaver, and we're here to bring you more knowledge, more light, and more love. Today, we have an incredible couple on, Dave and Mary Carter. We're going to be talking about CBD and their company, the Carolina Hemp Hut. It's going to be an incredible conversation but first i need you to do something for me follow me on instagram at midnight underscore on underscore earth that is the address you can follow me there spotify apple podcasts google podcasts wherever you go to get your podcasts click the button that connects us so you know exactly what is going on in real time and of course Tell a friend, tell someone that you know that loves these type of podcasts. You know me, you know them. Bring them here, midnightonearth.com. So let's read the bio of this incredible company and this incredible couple. Here we go. This is about the founder, Mary Lopez Carter. Warm, compassionate, and driven by a genuine desire to uplift lives, Mary Lopez Carter embodies the spirit of caring and transformation. With an unwavering commitment to well-being, Mary's journey as the founder of Carolina Hemp Hut is a testament to her dedication to health and community. The genesis of Mary's connection to Carolina Hemp Hut emerged from a deeply personal place, a desire to help her husband overcome cancer. In the face of adversity, she embarked on a journey that blended traditional and natural healing approaches. This fusion of Western and holistic methods speaks to her multifaceted approach to well-being. Hailing from a family enriched by strong Peruvian heritage, Mary's journey expanded beyond borders. Her research and exploration led her to uncover a world of botanical health solutions, bridging traditional wisdom with modern understanding. As a result, Carolina Hemp Hut's offerings embrace a diverse array of health options drawn from various corners of the globe. Mary's dedication to the pursuit of better health knows no bounds. Her journey is an open invitation, a call for others to join her in exploring the pathways to well-being. She envisions a world where health is holistic, where ancient wisdom harmonizes with contemporary knowledge and where individuals thrive. And she is here with us again with her husband, David Carter. Hello, guys. Thank you so much for being on the show. Hello. How are you? Oh, so fantastic. Yes, thank you. And I love your story. I love your company. I love what you're doing, but I want to know the genesis of this. Your husband, who is here with us, David, you had cancer. Yep. He had cancer. Still, still do. Um, and I'm able to fight it because of her persistence. 
Really? Okay. So what type of cancer do you have currently? I have a very rare, um, fun type of cancer. It's skin cancer, but it's in the brain. They uh, call it intracranial primary melanoma. Uh, so I have a melanoma, which is skin cancer, and it originated in the brain. They've done tests. They've discovered, yep, it comes from inside the brain, and isn't that funny? So uh, I'm weird. I've never heard of such a thing, to be honest, and I'm wondering what is the root of that? Do they have any scientists, your doctors, do they have any understanding of the root cause of this? Well, there is a um, structure in the brain when the body is created, when the human is actually formed as you know, a zygote and everything continues on, that there are melanocytes which originate in the brain. Okay. And because they're in the brain and they actually go to the skin, you know, you, we have skin, we have melanin and all that. But the melanocytes originating in the brain, there's residue. I mean, there's still source code there and it can be created. So it's it's really odd. It's very, very rare. And um, I'm pretty lucky because everybody that I've been able to uncover and um, the doctors I work with have told me that pretty much everybody dies pretty quickly from this because you, it's one hard to discover. And then when you discover it's normally too late. And then the second thing is it becomes metastatic and mine never has. Interesting. So they found it at a time where it could be treated conventionally, but then Mary, it sounds like did the research to take it a step further. Well, she did something a lot different because Every time we would visit with the medical professionals, it would be kind of uh, like, well, we're going to do this next chemical at you. We're going to throw this next chemical. We're going to zap you with this microwave or whatever it is. There was always something that seemed like an obtrusive kind of hit over the head kind of approach. And she kept thinking that, you know, these things aren't completely benign. And she kept coming up with ideas. It's like, well, we're going to change your diet. So we went organic and much cleaner living and then well we're going to do this and there's always the what's next let's do this let's do this and if it wasn't something that was you know that changed my life drastically or harmed me we did it and we've done a lot of amazing things and cannabis was part of it so essentially each one of those techniques one of those regimens had an effect and helped you in some way and then from there you kept adding on to that and stepping it up absolutely it's and we look at it as adding modalities to cure what is harming me and we've also adapted other things like we went through our cycle with COVID and other things so there's all these immune system things that we're now generally exploring better better on nutrition and cannabis and perhaps other things and we joke about it or at least i do more than anybody else and it's cannabis and cuisine i think that has helped kept keep me alive <laughs> hey that's uh two of the best things of the human experience here on earth i mean that's Absolutely. part of the reason we manifest here so when did you start thinking about cbd or even cannabis as a treatment method i'll let mary cover that one because she was doing all the brainstorming okay <laughs> Well, so when he had the cancer the first time was back in 1992, and that was when he was married to his first wife. And they, you know, the doctors didn't know much about it. They didn't even, they weren't even sure that it was melanoma at that point. 
And then you fast forward to 2010. We had been married a couple of years at that point. And he said, you know, I haven't had an MRI in a really long time. I think I really need to go get this done. I said, oh, okay. And so he went in for his MRI and lo and behold, he had some tumors in the same area, the left occipital lobe. And uh, I was concerned, you know, you hear the word cancer and on top of that brain cancer and it's super scary. Yeah, exactly. And the doctors didn't know much about it. They didn't know really how to treat it. They mentioned the word chemo and radiation and things like that. And I started doing research <clears throat> and I came across Rick Simpson oil, RSO, phoenixtears.ca, how he had cured, I believe it's melanoma also. Yep. Right. And uh, so apparently when you take THC in high doses and it's a good full spectrum THC product, it causes uh, apoptosis, cell death, tumor death. And it shrinks it, it kills it, and also prevents new tumors from growing and leaves the healthy tissues alone. Uh, but in 2010, and even in, until uh, up to today, medical marijuana is not legal in North Carolina. And Dave had young children and moving to Colorado just wasn't an option for us. So what I did was, <clears throat> excuse me. I started doing a lot of research into not only just the medical marijuana, but also other holistic ways to cure cancer. So diet was one. Uh, for example, Dave's a vegan because certain cancers have an affinity for heme iron, such as brain tumors and, and um, breast cancer and those things. So we changed up his diet. We put in a water filtration system in the house. We had clean water, uh, try to do a little bit of exercising because that's also good for your health. Of course. And just kept reading books and reading books and uh, hoping, you know, praying that uh, this wouldn't come back after he had his surgery. Because what they did ended up doing is giving, you know, just cutting those tumors out back in 2010. Then fast forward to 2018, he had the tumors again. Oh, my God. Yeah. And um, it was just, again, it was scary. And actually, at that point, that's when David went vegan. He went yeah. a clean diet in 2010, but it wasn't until we discovered that being a vegan was important uh, for his cancer and for his health. Oh, absolutely. Highly recommend it if you match with it. Some people just don't match with it. Right. Yep. yep. Right. So, uh, and that's how we all got started. We, I continue to do a lot of reading, a lot of research. David is currently taking ivermectin because it's anti-cancer. Um, he's done, besides the vegan, what else have you done, Dave? Uh, serapeptase is part of his supplement protocol and he's on a lot of supplements uh he has a lot of pain now after the fourth time he had the tumors they didn't cut the tumors out they didn't remove them they didn't excise them what the doctors did that time was they just did radiation oh my god so now dave has headaches every day multiple times a day they it's damaged 
the tissue in the brain. And, and so he actually addresses his pain with cannabis <laughs> and some of these other things. We're, we're not really sure he's gotten a lot better. Um, we think it might be the ivermectin. We think it might be the serapeptase. We're not 100% sure because he's taken so many supplements. But I keep looking and looking, um, reading books on anti-cancer. Um, right now I'm reading a book by Hulda Clark. Uh, what is it? A Cure for All Diseases. And she uses frequency energy. So I'm very fascinated about frequency energy right now. Well, there's a lot of roots. Wow, a lot to unpack there. So many different things <laughs> sorry. we just sorry. talked about. No, it's <laughs> fine. The, it's fine. No, no, it, it, it's beautiful. It's a beautiful stream of consciousness, but there's a lot to talk about and touch on there. So CBD, when did you notice that that was having an effect? You just talked about the different things that you're doing, your regimen. But when did you notice that that specifically was having an impact, a noticeable impact? Okay, so th there's a story I tell to people that uh, often come to me and talk about CBD and they say things like, oh, it wasn't for me. It just didn't work for me. Well, the story is there was a time when Mary had started me on CBD and I would take it religiously because she told me it was good for me. And I was like, I never felt any different. There was, there was no change. I'm like, yeah, I'm taking this thing and it, eh, whatever. And I'll take it because I'm supposed to be doing it. And one day I had whatever was left in a bottle. It was like half a bottle and it was like a 500 milligram or something bottle. So I just chugged it and I felt amazing the, the whole day. And I'm like, this is really cool. Maybe it is a CBD. The next day I woke up, felt great for most of the day. And I'm thinking, this is pretty cool. Let me have some more CBD. I was out of CBD. I drank it all. So uh, when I got more CBD, I started taking higher doses rather than the recommended doses of 30 milligrams, 50 milligrams, whatever it was. I was taking 200 milligrams, 300 milligrams at a time. And I noticed there was a change. So I started experimenting at that point. That was my breakthrough aha moment. And like, ah, you know, they tell you 30 milligrams, use that. They tell you 15 milligrams, whatever it is, you know, and I, they, I'm sure that a lot of the professionals outside of the uh, cannabis industry are speaking from a position of caution. It's like, oh, I don't want you to overdose on CBD. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, I don't think there's any overdosing really. I mean, there's no overdose runs. That's about it. Yeah. You'll probably have some sort of minor physical reaction. If any at all, I've taken a significant amounts of CBD in my life uh, right. just, just to see how much I could take at once. And you, you can take a lot. There's a lot of cannabis growers out here in Oregon and the West coast, as you probably know. Oh yeah. Well, I, I started going for broke and it started trying different levels and I could actually find where my body was actually paying attention at certain doses. And then I started telling other people about this. And then I would say, you know, I'm really not telling you to, ignore what's on the label, but sometimes you may spill a little bit extra in your mouth and it may actually work for you. So let me know if it does happen. And people would come back to me and say, oh yeah, I took a super high dose and I was great for three days. And when I started hearing these anecdotes about the success from just plain CBD, just boring CBD, I knew we had something. And that changed what I was doing because I started using CBG and CBT and CBN, different things to see how I could, I would clean my 
plate, so to speak, for like a week so that I didn't have anything in me. And then I would start using CBG and see how that felt. And I could start noticing changes and I could see, wow, CBD is really great for studying. This is awesome. And then I would try uh, CBN. And then I, of course, had the opportunities to try THC and the various forms of that. THCV. And when I go clean and then test those out, I get to actually understand a little bit more about them. So that's also helped me and craft a better path with Mary for what I'm doing to stay clean of cancer. Yes. And even some of the things you talked about in your anti-cancer regimen, the diet, that's very important. It's all about Mm -hmm. anti-inflammatory foods. That's really the key to everything. Inflammation is the issue. So really sugar, we shouldn't be eating sugar at all. Not any sugar at all. Even the littlest bit of fruit sugar, maybe Mm -hmm. refined sugar, Mm -hmm. no way. And then of course, gluten, the devil gluten. That is something that is very indicative of a inflammatory diet. When people are eating a lot of gluten, they're going to have a lot of inflammation. What do you think about that? Well, I know that more people should reach out to their primary care practitioner and get a metabolic panel and an inflammatory marker panel if they really want to find out if they're healthy, because the metabolic panels are going to tell them how badly screwed up they have made themselves by eating crap. Right. And it happens. I mean, we, we, I love really rich. I'm from the South. I love rich foods. I, you know, <laughs> put some fried okra in front of me with some catfish and I'm in heaven. But uh, if I keep doing that, I will be in heaven and uh, I don't want to do that. Right. So I realized that like now people will say, Hey, do you want to try whatever? It's like, I'll try a nibble, but that's it. And I don't want to have my body go into an inflammatory response. And it's not like I break out in the highs or anything. It's I know internally when things like uh, my nose starts running or when I have to clear my throat or whatever, I know that there's inflammation that is actually increasing in my body. And I think everybody needs to be aware of what their body is doing. Oh, absolutely. And most people ignore it. I I give you an example. I have family members who will eat something and then spend the next three hours snorting or blowing their nose or coughing or hacking up a lung or something. It's because of something they ate. Absolutely. There's an inflammatory response. That's what mucus is people for people that don't know the mucus is the response. It's the response to the inflammation. It's trying to heal, but then Mm -hmm. you're just creating too much. So the histamines are, are kicking in and it's the body's doing its job to protect itself. And people have to really realize that. So if a protection is going up protection mode, then a lot of people need to realize, Hey, what did I do to piss off my body? <laughs> it, and that's really what it is. And it's always the, the human is always culpable. They just don't realize it or they choose not to realize it. And we see unhealthy people come through our doors all the time. And I don't chastise them. That's their choice. Right. But I keep thinking, it's like, God, if you would just talk to me, I would love to tell you a few tricks that you could use to add years to your life. And not just that clarity, the mental clarity, Mm -hmm. the physical clarity, the ability to interact and interface in a way that's functional. So many people talk about 
fog brain and just not being able to have cohesive thoughts. All of that is indicative of inflammation. It's all coming from inflammation. It's clogging those arteries. It's clogging your functionality. I I really love that you said that because so many people, uh, gosh, I I would think there's maybe three dozen people that I've had come through the doors of the dispensaries at uh, North Carolina where We've had conversations, just sidebar conversations about nutrition and health. And I have asked many more than that, scores of people, just to try to go three days without sugar, excess carbohydrates, if any, and anything that is from a box or a can. And what I tell them is just try to eat everything fresh. You make it fresh. Don't put it in the microwave. Make it fresh. Put it on the stove. Do those things for three days. And start on day one, then day two, then day three. Write down all the things that you feel changing with you. And almost 100% of the people will come back and say, I'm clearer thinking now. I have less brain fog, as you mentioned. I don't feel as hungry as I used to. And I feel better because you have more energy because your body is not trying to deal with all the crap, all the excess carbohydrates, all the excess toxins that are coming in from all these processed foods yet uh the big companies you know the big crafts nabisco whatever are still trying to push these people who are my friends and the customers and everything to embrace these very negative i call them negative energy but these negative har- uh, and very harmful foods Oh, absolutely. If you can even call them food, it's just food cut with other substances. It's cut with chemicals, thickeners, all of these things. Somewhere in there is, quote, food, but uh, it's not (laughs) all that way. Wow. So what about the energetic aspect? Have you ever heard of this concept where cancer energetically is the manifestation of repressed trauma? where something happened, either a resentment or extreme guilt or some situation that's unresolved that manifests in the physical form as cancer. Have you ever heard that before? I have heard of similar stuff, but I've heard more of parasites and pathogens causing cancer <laughs> than, right? And well, uh, than, This is a little more ethereal. This is morally is. like your energy body and your history. Now, this isn't every single person I'm sure that's ever dealt with cancer in their life. However, there are so many people that look for the root of things and they wonder, yet they hold on to things. They have these very deep resentments. A lot of esoteric people, people, teachers, authors have talked about this for actually hundreds of years, even. Uh, It's definitely something that's uh, out there for people that are listening, that are dealing with cancer. So, You then stepped into the business. You now realize how CBD is helping people and you wanted to help more people. So you start this business. Tell me about the genesis of all that. Well, I guess I'll go. (laughs) So when I was doing my research for Dave back in 2010, and I had learned a lot about cannabis, I, I met a gentleman in 2000, I believe it was 17, yeah. Or maybe early 2018. And he was selling CBD. It was a multi-level marketing kind of product. And uh, he was telling me, oh, it passes the blood brain barrier. It does this and that for the body. And I, I already knew all of that. But I was fascinated because he said it's legal in all 50 states. And, 
yada, yada. And I thought, this is fantastic. I can't believe I can have a cannabis product that's legal. So I started doing more research. I started buying his products, shared it with the whole family. Everybody received benefits. Our ADD, ADHD kids were able to focus. Um, My parents were able to sleep better. Dave didn't have back problems or back pain Um, and just general good mood and feel good. You know, it does what cannabis does, CBD. And it was wonderful. And but I didn't like the multi-level marketing concept at all. (laughs) I bet. No, it's just not my style. And I started selling it online. Then I started uh, a little kiosk at a mall just to test it out because I was afraid of, you know, opening up a bricks and mortar because it's a large investment and something so new. But we outgrew it in the five month lease that we had. And we thought, okay, let's just uh, open up a bricks and mortar. And we did that in early 2019. And just the rest is history. So how many stores do you have now? Well, we have the two stores and the online store. Our plan was to have like 10 by now, but (laughs) a year, like nine months later, after the first store opened, COVID hit. And that just threw a monkey wrench in the whole plan. Okay, so where are you sourcing your CBD from, the actual hemp? Where are you getting that? So we have several manufacturers that we rely on that are GMP, ISO certified facilities made in the USA, lab tested. We insist on high quality products. Initially, when we first, first started and I had the online store and then the kiosk, I went with a product called Nature's Love, which is now called Numi and Hemp Lucid, because those two were USDA certified organic. And Hemp Lucid has a water-soluble CBD, which we can talk about that as well. It's fascinating. But I insisted on high quality. I wanted it to be high quality, affordable, taste good, perform well, you name it. Because I didn't want to sell anything to anybody that I wouldn't give to my own children, my own family. Absolutely. And that's how we did it. Wow. Okay. So this all became federally legal. Was it 2018 when there was a farm bill, I believe, that passed during President Trump's presidency that legalized federally hemp and CBD? Was it 2018? Yes. I thought so. Okay. The farm bill. Yes. And it's... uh, It made hemp legal at the federal level as long as the Delta 9 THC is 0.3% or less. And here's the kicker, by dry weight. So by dry weight, when you condense it down, you can have a higher concentration of Delta 9 THC from the hemp plant. So now at our stores, we're able to sell Delta 9 THC in edible form, um, THCA in vapes and flour, all because it's extracted from the hemp plant and not the marijuana plant, which wow. is so funny to me when I say that because they're both cannabis. Well, look, it's the same plant. thing. Look, for it's years, I've mentioned this on this show in the past prior to my podcasting career. I was in the cannabis industry in various forms. I know a lot about these things, but even when I was a medical cannabis grower, when the people would say the word hemp, I would visualize a very thin 
reedy, stonky plant, <laughs> mostly male, not even really what were you going to make paper, maybe clone? No, you know, nothing's too serious. I didn't realize for some reason that hemp actually just meant any cannabis plant that didn't have THC. So there were growers here in the Northwest that were growing boutique level CBD plants. They looked exactly like the most beautiful THC plants you've ever seen in your life, giant colas, crystals, everything, but they were completely federally legal and had high levels of CBD with under the 0.3% THC. It was mind blowing. Wow. Yep. <laughs> it's a beautiful thing. You know, it's what keeps us in business. And I love that, especially with our stores, we've sort of destigmatized. Uh, the hemp plant, the marijuana plant, the cannabis plant. You walk into our stores, nothing is locked up. Nothing is behind a glass display case. Everything you can walk up to, touch it. There's no security guard with a gun or (laughs) (laughs) nothing like that. You know, we do card people. They have to be 21 years old. Sure. We have cameras everywhere. (laughs) We have cameras. Yes, we do. (laughs) But we we do our best to try to destigmatize it and just make people feel comfortable coming into our stores. You know, we're not going to have an armed guard there and of we're course. not going to make you feel uncomfortable for buying this plant. And this why herb. would you? Because it's a sacred plant. Actually, mm-hmm. I don't know if you know this, but I had on the show a very longtime cannabis activist, Paul Stanford. He was one of the original people that brought hemp paper from China, at least in modern times, from China to the US. He was one of the first importers of paper, legendary activist, he was a guest on the show. And he talked about how the hemp that he was seeing in China while he was over there was not grown effectively and it was grown with chemicals and it was grown in a terrible way. A lot of CBD products that are out there right now are sourcing their CBD from God knows where. What are your thoughts on that? I know you said that all of your CBD is USA based and praise God for that. But what do you think about this random substances, these random substances being passed off as CBD coming from who knows where grown in some random way? I'll give you my opinion and then Dave can finish it off technically. So a lot of people are not aware that the hemp plant has this amazing ability to absorb chemicals and extract chemicals from the soil. It was used, I believe, in Chernobyl and other cleanup um, sites around the world. And for that reason, you want to make sure you have a product that is organically grown, not using glyphosate or atrazine or none of those chemicals that are so bad for you because it does absorb it and it's bad for you. We all know that those are endocrine disruptors, but um, Dave, I know you can get more technical about how the hemp plant is, has this amazing ability to clean all those chemicals from, you know, the earth. Well, I'll take a sidebar. The hemp plant a lot of people will buy products from Amazon and they'll think they're getting CBD from Amazon. But Amazon, this is worthy of note, 
does not allow for CBD, cannabidiol, or those types of terms to be used in any of the marketing material, promotion, product labeling, and uh, descriptions. And because of that, companies are actually selling Chinese-based or made hemp oil products grown God knows where, processed (laughs) God knows how, on Amazon by calling it Hemp Drops. 300,000 milligrams or whatever, 300,000 milligrams of what, you know, you don't know that, but people will go to Amazon and trust the hemp products they find there rather than going to a true hemp store where there are trained experts who actually read the various panels of the COAs, the certificates of analysis and understand that yes, this is us grown. And yes, this is, uh, free of cadmium and arsenic and all the other fun stuff that you don't want inside your body. But they don't do that on sites such as Amazon or these, uh, what I call the pop-up terrors, these little uh, websites that always seem to have a landing page with a person. Uh, I call them lab coat cuties because there's always some attractive female with a lab coat and a stethoscope around her neck. And she's telling you about the benefits of this particular CBD gummy. Where do those come from? (laughs) And uh, I really don't understand why people will put these into their bodies, especially, especially since so many of these products are more expensive than real verified CBD from hemp from us stock. It's sad. It's sad. And it, takes away any of the actual healing properties. Cause honestly, you just mm-hmm. don't know, like you said, what they're putting in there. And the other aspect is this is a spiritual plant. And another thing that that same person, Paul Stanford enlightened me to is the fact that there's pictures in a cathedral in Italy from the 12th century, the Basilica Cathedral de Sante Maria, where Jesus is with cannabis plants they're showing, you know, the plants are clearly visible on the walls of this church. They're harvesting the buds and there's a pile of harvested colas and Jesus is healing people <laughs> with the cannabis. It's a spiritual thing. This is something that is a big part of cannabis, the spiritual aspect. It's a plant spirit and that plant spirit itself has healing properties. It's not just about the derivative chemicals. It's actually about the spirit of the plant itself. And not only that, but the human body is actually wired to work with cannabis because we have an endocannabinoid system with CB1 and CB2 receptors. And so when you give it phytocannabinoids, Boy, our bodies just light up and go, woohoo, I like this. And it's going to put your body into homeostasis. So one of the things that I educate my um, customers and sometimes when I have classes at my stores, I let them know that, you know, our bodies naturally put, produce, you know, endorphins and andamides and, you know, all these things that put your body into homeostasis. And A lot of people don't know this, but when women breastfeed their babies, they're passing along cannabinoids in the breast milk. Again, it tells you we are wired to have this as like a supplement that you have every day. You know, it's like saying I have a skeletal system. I need calcium to keep those bones healthy every day. I got to give it a little bit of calcium. Well, you got to give your body a little cannabis every day to keep it healthy and everything in balance. 
Absolutely. And it gets back to the anti-inflammatory properties that we talked about earlier. It's just about suppressing those things in nature that do cause that inflammation that could Mm -hmm. lead to cancer. Here we have a natural answer, which is cannabis and other things that are out there. There are other anti-inflammatory herbs, but this specific herb, this sacred plant for some people can really help. It really has big results for people that use it correctly. And in the high doses, like we talked about the Rick Mm -hmm. Simpson oil, it's really about just kind of overwhelming the system. And then that is where the actual healing and the cancer fighting begins. I think a lot of it is kind of like a herbal reboot. (laughs) And if you, RSO does that, I believe. And I think the high dose CBD, when I, when I finally said, you know, the heck with it, I'm going to try it all. Uh, it, it does kind of awaken the body to what is possible at that moment. The RSO just floors you. If you take a dose of that, you're out, you're out right. and you're not moving. And when you recover from it, you actually feel really good because the energy comes back and you feel like something has changed and I guess it's very similar to the story that many people relate when they say that they they've had an experience with psilocybin or MDMA, you know, those things wake up different parts of their body or, or how they perceive things. Uh, I'm not going to speak to that now, but I, I think from the perspective of cannabis, if people would just give it a fair shake and actually do the homework and understand anti-inflammatory properties, check, uh, things that help with uh what do you call it psychosis um what do you call seizures other things you know spasms and stuff like that different modalities can be useful for those like from pharmaceutics and so on but herbals there's a host of products that you can get from the botanical world that will actually do this stuff for free or cheap and it doesn't have the harmful side effects that you would get from things, let's just say SSRIs. Oh, God. I mean, yeah, there's a benefit from them, but what's the evil behind the door? Right. You know, <laughs> open that door and look what's happening. And we have people come into our shops and they they say, oh, I'm taking uh, Ambien. And I'm like, oh, my God. Uh, I'm sorry. Uh, okay. And we have these wonderful sleep gummies that will help you relax. And you really, really want to keep taking Ambien. Okay. But people don't realize it because they trust doctors. And I used to really, really trust doctors too. Now I I take it with a grain of salt and I do my homework. Well, there is a lot of information out there that's being suppressed. There's a lot of money to be made by the pharmaceutical companies in suppressing these alternative treatments. The floodgates though, with cannabis, it seems were opened it was mm-hmm. so illegal even in my childhood i'm 45 now but even in my 20s it was very illegal it is now not that illegal and very right. generally accepted in mainstream consciousness now mm-hmm. and you've probably noticed it too especially with your exposure to many audiences more and more people are actually not abusing it they're like, you know, I use it to medicate myself and get through my day and I still work. I'm not a, I'm not a classical stoner, you know, and there's a lot of people like that. Yes. And, 
instead of taking the SSRIs, I'm not taking Zoloft. I'm not taking, you know, I've hear, hear people say that is I stopped taking Zoloft or I stopped taking this. Well, let's talk about uh, things like infl inflammation. I'm not taking Celebrex. I'm not taking whatever it is that they were taking before because cannabis is helping them. The CBD is helping with inflammation and calmness during the day. The CBG is helping with focus. The THC is helping with extreme pain or uh, maybe some mood disorders. People are finding herbal cures and getting away from pharmaceuticals, which I know the pharmaceutical industry, like you're, you're <laughs> insinuated, is getting kind of ticked off and they're they're nudging their lobbyists to go into uh, D.C. and other state capitals and say, hey, you want this stuff to be illegal. They're stepping on our territory. Right. Hence the lack of federal legalization, even in 2023, it was yep. rumored to be uh, federally legalized two or three years ago, people were like, oh my God, yes, it's definitely happening tomorrow. Still has not happened well, yet. Well, there's a, of course, there's the issue of control taxation. And uh, most people I think are pretty practical and they realize that if you free the weed, there's not gonna be much change. Right. There may be a few stupid people who are like, oh, there's pot and they go crazy and you'll have hyperemesis or something like that. Well. When you free the weed, you have to have education accompanying it. it. I know that they would not say free the guns and then not expect education to be out there, right? <laughs> it's like, oh, no, anybody under the age of 18 can have a gun, too. I mean, I know that's not going to happen. I don't want to step on that kind of a landmine. But I, I believe that if people just realize, for example, in our shops, I tell people that come in with anxiety, they come in looking for THC, and I will speak with them and say, have you considered just taking CBD? Because you don't get high with CBD and unless your end result is to be high. And a lot of people, that's what they want. They just want a high. So the people that don't need to be high, I would steer them completely away from THC. It's not necessary. You want to feel better? CBG, CBD, something like that that is non-intoxicating. You have a PTSD or high stress, well, try some THCB. You're not going to get high. It's going to really help you. And if it doesn't, you know, take more. When we talk with people like this, we discover that most people don't want to be high. They're accepting of cannabis as an herbal cure or an herbal boost. I won't say cure because I'm sure someone from the FDA. <laughs> like a supplement. Hey, we're not giving medical advice, actually, people, <laughs> just to put that out there. This is not any type of official medical advice. Exactly. <laughs> but it's becoming more open in society. And why not just take off the fetters, let people enjoy it, let people be educated, let people get rid of the stigma, you know, throw off the shackles of that and actually enjoy feeling better. But we can't have that because we can't tax it and we can't regulate it and we can't have these controls by the government with the FDA and other organizations. So big farmer, you're in charge for now. It is shifting. The tide is turning. People are self-medicating. They're noticing the benefits. If you think about how cannabis just raises dopamine, and then you think about how coffee raises serotonin, 
There's mm-hmm. your antidepressant right there. You just raise your dopamine, you raise your serotonin. You're having a great day, totally naturally having the same effects of an SSRI. People are realizing this. And regardless of big pharma's claws, they can't stop it forever. Just like right. the underground cannabis movement of the 60s up until legalization, they couldn't stamp out the underground growers of the West Coast all over the country, really. And they're not going to be able to stop people from finding out the healing benefits of cannabis. So what do you think about the difference though, between isolate distillate and the full spectrum? I personally feel like the full spectrum is the way to go, but I'm sure there's benefits to each method. Tell me about this. Very. Oh, okay. So full spectrum, the way I like to explain it to my customers is, you know, the hemp plant has roughly about 130 different cannabinoids and a full end. One of those cannabinoids is Delta 9 THC, which is the psychoactive part of the cannabis plant. And when you have a full spectrum product, it means it has all of those cannabinoids. As long as the Delta 9 THC is 0.3% or less in your product, you're legal. Now your broad spectrum product is, um, there's two different ways of extracting that or producing that. It's a product that's very close to a full spectrum, but it doesn't have any of the Delta 9 THC. So you either take an isolate, which is just pure CBD, and you add some of those cannabinoids and terpenes back into it, or uh, you just take a full spectrum product and you just take out that Delta 9 THC. So to me, your Delta, your full spectrum product is kind of like saying, I'm going to take a multivitamin product and isolate is just your vitamin C. We know vitamin C is very good for you and does a lot of the heavy lifting for your immune system and, and things like that, but it's not going to be as robust as your full spectrum product. Oh, definitely not. And what about the controversy about solvents and gases being used to extract the CBD from the hemp plants in these isolate and distillate situations? Yeah. And Dave, you can probably help me with this because he does a lot of more of the technical reading. There's the CO2 extraction method. There's the ethanol, which is alcohol method of extracting. There's also a um, heat flash technology, which is probably better than anything. And I'm sure there's going to be others coming out there in the future that are just as clean and as the heat press. So you're not using a chemical or gas or anything like that to extract the product. Of course, it also makes it more expensive. Yes, that's usually and, that way. And on the broad, broader cannabis side, of course, you have the butane hash oil and the the other solvents, which people would say, "Ooh, that's a dangerous solvent." Yeah, and those actually do present more of a worrisome situation because of the possibility of not properly off-gassed or off-negated um, gases or oils or solvents that are, remain behind. Right. The incidence of that is very low, but you still have at the molecular level, you have a lot of things going on and whatever is negative or bad inside of those solvents could stay behind. So that's why Mary makes sure that everything that comes into our shops is really, really clean and how they do solvents. I mean, alcohol, well, so many people drink and they add their own solvents all the time anyway. (laughs) Right. So we even tell people, it's like, you want a really clean way to clean your bong? Don't use the isopropyl alcohol, just use some good vodka. And people have been doing that. And it's like, oh my gosh, I'm having a really clean experience here. Well, that's what vodka is good for, I guess. 
but uh, we try to keep people away from the harmful solvents, and but they do exist. And there's a lot of manufacturers who will process things with solvents that are something you really shouldn't have. For example, we shouldn't have fluoride in our diets yet. We do. Absolutely. And so a lot of people really don't quite get it when they hear that there's a solvent and they go, Oh yeah, sure. Okay. But I like to steer clear of those things, especially considering my health issues. Right. And Portland, Oregon, where I am actually is the only city of its size in the entire country that does not fluoridate their water. Yay. If you can believe that, we worked very hard as citizens to fight back against fluoridation. So we do not have fluoride in the water in Portland, Oregon. The only city of its size in America that is that way. Well, you have to ask the people, just at at what level is the poison acceptable in your water? Zero. (laughs) Zero, people. Zero. Come on. We know this. And we could have a whole episode on fluoride. My God, you're just inspired me. I have not covered that yet. I'm now going to, thanks to you guys. Oh, yeah. I'll stick around. (laughs) Oh, definitely. Well, maybe come back because that's a two-hour conversation. But I think something we should point out here again and kind of what we touched on earlier is how important it is to retain the spirit of the plant. We have to remember that this is coming from a natural plant, a living plant that has an intention of healing. A lot of things can happen with cannabis, actually. Food, fuel, fiber, fun. (laughs) There's a lot that can happen with cannabis. But it does have a sacred spirit because when you interact with that plant, it does activate spiritual thinking. It it can cause people to have spiritual awakenings. This can happen. So that plant spirit, because of how it interfaces with humans and it activates spiritual thinking, it has a special role. And it is so important, I feel like, in all of this, this deriving and condensing and all of these things is to still keep in mind that intention of retaining the spirit of the plant. Uh, You can have a, a spiritual experience with cannabis. If you go in that direction, you know, you just have to let your body flow in that direction. I actually am one of those people who does not react well to Delta nine THC. It just kind of makes me feel paranoid. Although I can take some Delta 8 THC, which I find kind of interesting. Could it be strain specific? Sorry to interrupt you there, but could it be an indica versus sativa situation? I can't smoke sativas because it it triggers anxiety, but I can smoke indica plants all day long. Yes, it could be a terpene in there or it could be exactly specific. I agree with that, but, you know, I'm okay with CBD. Of course. I I, I do. But, you know, what's what's interesting to me is that I take it for sleep because I want really good quality sleep. Not that I have any issues, but I my dreams are more lucid and the answers to my questions to the universe present themselves far easier if I'm taking CBD than if I don't take it. It just takes you to another level. If you let it, that's that is too, because I didn't understand it in the beginning until I started hanging out with my hippie sister, who's a shaman. She's a Peruvian shaman and she is to her. Everything's about Pachamama and the cannabis plant and everything that the earth provides for us. Yes, everything is, it is. On earth. 
that can heal us. She's right. She's absolutely right. I'm sorry to interrupt. Go ahead. No. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) You know, so there is a cure for cancer. We just got to figure out the right protocol, the right uh, cocktail, the the right modality. We kind of do that at, at, at our stores now. You know, if somebody says I have insomnia, but I have pain and I have anxiety. Okay, well, let's get you some CBN, some CBG, some THCV. Oh, you well, THCV is actually great for weight loss. It suppresses your appetite. Great for PTSD. Great for Alzheimer's and uh, blood sugar, uh, bone density, and you know. So we create a custom plan as best as we can. There are more and more studies coming out, which is very exciting because we just keep tweaking the protocol for people based upon all the new studies that keep coming out. But, you know, I, I believe that there is a cure for cancer and we, um, you know, it may be in the mushrooms and cannabis, a blend of the two with, I don't know, there's, it's out there. I just know that it's out there. I do know parasites in your body. Oh, absolutely. I do know several people that have cured their cancer with, a specific type of CBD oil and it is the cure for cancer. I mean, Rick Simpson oil has been proven to cure cancer. Now we're just reporting on this people. We're not actually saying we can't legal. I I don't even know how to throw Uh that disclaimer out there. You know, the deal (laughs) we're reporting on this. This is what people are saying. They Mm -hmm. feel their cancer was cured by CBD. I believe it was as well. It's across the board. I have a friend who is a cannabis grower. His wife, was diagnosed with cancer. She did the Rick Simpson oil treatment that was just using his cannabis flower and he made the oil totally cured of cancer. Didn't even lose any hair, did a little bit of chemo, didn't even lose any hair or anything. Beautiful. We've had uh, cancer patients come into our shops and they'll come in and they'll explain their situation, explain the protocols they're following. And I can relate to them because I've been through similar situations and invariably we'll end up giving them a lot of product because we want people to live. We don't want people to suffer from needless uh, cancer manifestations. I mean, there's all sorts of things that afflict you when you have cancer. And I don't want any of those things to happen to these people because they're, you know, why suffer? So in many cases, I give them a lot of product and say, just take them this way. If you promise me you're going to take it, I'm giving you all this stuff. And people go away very happy and they come in a few weeks later and they let me know how they're feeling. Some people actually follow protocol and they feel much better. I'm not saying they're cured, but they feel better. And that's what I'm really aiming for, a higher quality of life if you're going to stick around. And, (laughs) you know, that's that's the idea. Right. Exactly. And if you don't care, then, okay, don't take the product. Don't change your diet. Listen to your doctor. Go ahead and get the chemo. Let's see how that goes. It's interesting. One thing about modern science is it just, it seems like as humans, we always think that the science of the current moment is the most infallible science of all time. There's nothing wrong with this science. Now, 300 years ago, leeches. Oh yeah, obviously they were wrong. Oh, blood draws, all of the various techniques that have been disproven. Sure, that was of its time, but now we've got it all figured out. So don't question anything. 
That is exactly. just ridiculous because in 1920, they thought the same thing. In 1950 and 1820, we're just where we are now. And sometimes it feels really archaic when we are zapping tumors with nuclear radiation. We know is harmful. Why are we doing that? It's caveman science. Why are we in caveman <laughs> science still? It doesn't make sense. I'm going to start using caveman science. It is. It doesn't even make sense. It's just like, oh, you know, monkeys flipping switches. We don't know what we're doing. We think we know because there's some result. There's like some measurable results. We're like, oh, that must mean this. Well, just because you measure it and it's that way, it doesn't mean that covers every aspect of it. Cancer is a multidimensional situation, much like other health issues. Well, I'm sure that you've been able to see this uh, reported, but cancer is on the rise. Uh, Parkinson's is on the rise. Alzheimer's is on the rise. Uh, autism is on the rise. All these things are on the rise, yet we have all this miraculous pharmacology being performed. You know, all these studies and all these other wonderful things. And here's a new compound that cures ugliness. And here's a new compound <laughs> that cures, uh, you know, whatever it is. And then they have it you know humans actually take these things and they realize like fin fin is a good example it's like oh you lose weight and you feel great oh you're gonna die okay that's good too and <laughs> suicidal <laughs> thoughts you lose five pounds suicidal thoughts may jump off a bridge you know it's just exactly it's insane right? again caveman science i don't understand it it doesn't make sense to me but that's where we are as humans we have to rise above it though we have to be able to question these things when we see nature the divine if you're a spiritual person you might mm -hmm. say god you can see god the creator gave us this beautiful medicine to heal ourselves of the deepest ailments that are out there and yet it's completely suppressed i don't know if you know this it's in the bible they talk they talk about cannibalism cannabis in the bible going by cannibalism in the old testament it's been around for so long that it's there it's there for a specific purpose it activates people physically spiritually it heals you it's, it's truly, in a sense, divine. It's a sh it's the shaman of the garden, you could say. <laughs> it's I know that it is. Well, you mentioned the sacred. The Vedas, um, actually, what was it? Around 2000 before current epic uh, had, oh, God, what was it called? They had a, a group of sacred plants. Like the lotus is a sacred plant, but cannabis specifically is a sacred plant back then. And I know that the Egyptians actually celebrated cannabis as being uh able to uh, be used for inflammation and pain and uh, i mean you're talking about ancient egyptians using cannabis as a tool to remediate excess pain right like they had it going on right back then and it, it hasn't really killed people <laughs> since that point in time yet we still stigmatize it it's fine. It's Randolph Hearst for people that don't know. Oh, it yeah. all started with Randolph Hearst, who is a he was a newspaper baron, if I remember correctly. He had several newspapers, and he did not want to give up all of the paper that he had, like yep. acres and acres of trees for paper. And they had just invented a hemp harvester 
right before cannabis was made illegal, a hemp harvester that was going to revolutionize hemp production and allow for hemp paper to be mass produced. And it was right then that Randolph Hearst clamped down with the reefer madness and the other means to really stigmatize. Now it's destigmatized, but really stigmatized cannabis in the minds of America. And that's stuck in the general consciousness now for almost a hundred years. It's taken yep. almost a hundred years to shake off the lies, the deceits of one greedy, evil human that we still love, but unfortunately made really bad choices and we wouldn't make those choices. <laughs> well, we have him to thank for yellow journalism too. Oh my God. <laughs> you know, the, uh, you've got uh, Hearst and you have to also lump Rockefeller into that group because he has been so instrumental in making sure that the modern medical industry is what it is. Right. Yes. It's, very strange. It's fine. It's just where we are as humans and we have to accept it. All we can do now is amplify the message of the healing properties of cannabis, including CBD and CBG. And let me tell you, people, I'm just going to tell you this right now. This company is being so generous. Mary and David, they want to give you a free bottle of their highest potency CBD oil. So if you go to their website, which we're going to talk about here in a minute, again, carolinahemphut.com, and you put the discount code MIDNIGHT, M-I-D-N-I-G-H-T, into the discount code box, they will send you a bottle free of charge. So if you want to experience the healing properties of CBD, there's your chance there's your opportunity so tell me more about how you use cbd daily now and how long and how effective have you been in suppressing and repressing your cancer okay uh, i go in less than 10 days for my next mri last time uh, i had my mri that they have found a growth that is very slow moving or very slow growing. And I know it tickles the doctors, especially my oncologist, when it doesn't come roaring back and, you know, grows in mass very quickly, but it's been very slow growing since I've been upping my game on nutrition and cannabis. So the amount of CBD I take on a daily basis is around a thousand milligrams. I add about 400 milligrams of CBG and I also take a little bit every now and then of Delta eight for relaxation or uh, getting to sleep a little bit faster and uh, THCA because they all have their benefits. Right. The thing about that is because of my regimen of the CBD, I don't have arthritis problems anymore. I don't have as bad of headaches that have been, because of the radiation. I don't have as much uh, brain fog and other things are associated with uh, pain, you know, headache, pain and stuff like that. So all in all, I see an improvement just from cannabis. What it's really doing, what the specific mechanics are that are in place, I have no idea. I've done some studies on it. I can 
have conjecture, but I don't want to tell anybody, this is actually what's happening. This is the pathway that's being activated. And this is the thing that is the end result. I can't say that. I'm not a researcher. I'm not a doctor. And I'm certainly not approved by the FDA to be telling people how to cure them their, themselves of cancer. But I know that these things work for me really well. I just have to be unafraid to take a relatively high dose of CBD every day and augment it with things that I know help me. And, and I want to add to that, um, David, when he had the tumor the first time was in 1992, then again in 2010, then again in 2018, and then again in 2019, less than a year later. Mm-hmm. And that's when his oncologist got very scared and said, this has become very aggressive. And and it scared the daylights out of us. And that's when I got really aggressive. And that's when <laughs> that's when he became a vegan and he started doing, you know, the Rick Simpson oil and all kinds of things changed for Dave. So it's been and suppressed since that, then. Since then, it's been suppressed. It's, it's much slower growing now. Exactly. Well, there was one tiny one and they really couldn't tell. Uh, whether it was something with the MRI, because he has a lot of scar tissue, unfortunately, which makes MRIs difficult to read. So I don't know if they just missed it or just it appeared after the surgery, after the radiation. But since then, uh, even though he has this small growth, it's growing very, very slowly. It, It wasn't, it's not like it was before where it was super aggressive. Interesting. Um, it went back to being very slow growing, and we believe that it's his diet and his lifestyle, you know, staying away from toxins in the environment and, of course, his CBD protocol. And he is actually the longest living survivor with this type of cancer. Wow. Like ever? Ever. Wow. Congratulations. Yes. <laughs> You're going to continue that streak. You're not going anywhere. I don't see. I've, right. I've been around people that passed away recently. You don't look like you're going anywhere anytime soon. So. <laughs> Well, thank you guys so much for being on the show. We've had an incredible conversation. I do want to tell people where to find you because you have these oils, but you also have other products edibles and even hemp cigarettes which again i want to remind people are 100 percent federally legal in all 50 states so yep. if you are interested in this and you go to their website which is again carolinahemphut.com you can check out different things maybe the oil's not your jam check out the hemp cigarettes check out the edibles and then find the thing that suits you and know that it's natural it's american-based cbd which is amazing and of course we do have that discount code for a free bottle of the 7200 milligram drops and the discount code is the word midnight just midnight. like midnight on earth so, <laughs> that's thank awesome you. yes thank you guys again for being here is there anything else you'd like to leave our audience with before we go we've had an incredible conversation we've educated people about cbd cbg and your story and how it affects cancer patients which is really the message we're trying to get out there but is there anything else you'd like to share with people i have one quick thing to interject uh in north carolina especially we're worried about uh overregulation or regulations that just really mess up the hemp industry in North Carolina. And we have a coalition that we have created. It's called Carolina Hemp Coalition. 
inside or outside of North Carolina, it doesn't matter. Visit the website, carolinahempcoalition.com. Sign up, get on the newsletter and uh, help us make, you know, free the weed. (laughs) Make sure it's available to people from the hemp point of view. So you're having issues in North Carolina, even though it's federally legalized. Yeah. Every time there's an opportunity to add more control or taxes or there's a revenue opportunity or another larger lobbying group is making waves. And we we believe big cannabis, which is both good and bad, um, they're acting like big pharma. And we know that they have been staking their claims around the world of cannabis and hemp is kind of stepping on their boundaries and they don't like that i'm sure so Uh, there's a lot of action going on with lobbying and with the various people at the state houses north carolina included and things like hemp are being challenged from outside and from within so we want to protect it we want to make sure that people have accessibility to it and able to you know use it for their own health needs and that is carolinahempcoalition.com. My North Carolina people, check out that website. Help, sign up, get involved. And Mary, did you have anything else you'd like to say before we go? No, that was perfect. I'm glad Dave mentioned the Hemp Coalition because education is important. And because we see the writing on the wall, our neighbor, Virginia, which is an, an hour away from us, they banned Delta-8 THC and high-dose CBD. Interesting. So a lot of mom-and-pop stores, a lot of CBD stores have closed because ah. of, yes, because of the regulation. And so we're always very vigilant and try to be careful and stay up to date with what's going on at the General Assembly with all these Senate bills that they keep writing and trying to mess with us and... uh this is actually the first I'm hearing about this. It's not really happening that much out here on the West Coast. We do have a lot of layers of protection from those things. You guys are very lucky. I believe Texas went through something similar, but then they reversed it. Thank goodness. But if it happens in Virginia and other states, then we need to be careful and we need to stay on top of things so that it doesn't happen to us here. Yes, we have to be vigilant and aware. We have to be paying attention to what is going on. Otherwise, what we think is our freedom will just get stripped away from us. And one more thing I want to ask you guys. So if people go to the actual brick and mortar stores, can they find you? Can they talk to you directly? Oh, my gosh. Yes, absolutely. We have a lot of people that go to our website, read the story. And when I'm there, they go, you're Mary Carter. You're the Mary Carter on the way. Oh, I read about your story. How's Dave doing? <laughs> <laughs> it's so freaking cute. I love that. We take our time. We will spend as much time as needed. If it's 30 minutes, an hour talking with them because they open up to us and they tell us everything about their health history. And we are more than happy to help anybody who walks in the store and they're looking for help in a natural way. Yes. And that's the human experience. It's love. It's nature. It's connection. That's the natural experience. We're a human community on this beautiful, wonderful, natural planet. (laughs) Of course it is that way. Well, thank you guys again so much for being here. You're so sweet. You guys have the best energy. Again, carolinahemphut.com, carolinahempcoalition.com. Check out those websites, people. And guys, please hold through the outro music. And everyone, 
CBD, you know how I feel about it. We just took a very deep dive. Check out their website and get back to me. We'll see you next week. Midnight on Earth.